home of the stars, through the airwaves and on the big screen. Coming to you live from Hollywood, it's Rated G Radio with your host, Garrett Miller. Well, welcome back to This is Garrett. I am your host tonight. Radio, my guest co-host, I'll be bringing on in just a couple of moments, is one of America's top 50 psychics, Rebecca Fisk. But guess what this show is not tonight? It's not a psychic call-in show. So for everybody who's called in looking to ask Rebecca a question, a psychic-related question, um, that's not tonight's show. And look at everybody hanging out. So if you read the show notes, you'll see what we're doing in our show conversation for this evening. I want to welcome everybody to the show tonight, and thank you for being here. can't wait to get back in touch with Rebecca. We have had some so much to catch up on. Before we bring her on, I want to just remind everybody, this week we have a couple of extra shows, not extra, but just shows happening this week on the network. We have the LGBT video my good friend Rob Watson. It'll be the afternoon, 2 p.m. Pacific time. And then Sunday this week, I think the time that Stephanie and I negotiated is 11 a.m. I could be wrong, but 11 a.m. this coming Sunday, October 9th, we're going to launch her new season of Journey with Stephanie. Now, Stephanie usually has an hour filled with an interview with some you know, healer or somebody who does energy work. And then they take some calls, and we have a grand old time. But this season of Journey with Stephanie, she wanted to start it out with just you, the fans. And she is going to just take your calls for an hour. We're going to talk a little bit, do a guided meditation, and then get into your calls. So if you want to ask a question of Stephanie on, set, on Sunday at 11 a.m. Pacific, the phone lines will be open for you. Now, of course, you are welcome to call tonight. I see a ton of you on here already, but we are not taking psychic calls for Rebecca. This is Rebecca's chance to put up with me for an hour and, um, you know, just kind of chew the fat, as we say, and find out what's been going on in the world. A couple of other shows to promote on the network. We have Rated Oz Radio with my good friend Mary Lou Monroe Ray. She has a job now. Not that she hasn't had a job in the past, but... When we do the show at 7 p.m. Pacific time on Monday nights, that's usually either 1 p.m. or 2 p.m. I always forget. The following day in Brisbane, Australia, that's where she lives. So now with her job, regular office hours, we're having to kind of be creative about how we're going to do our shows together this season because we love it when we have a job that pays our rent. So Mary Lou has that now, so we're going to figure that out. But we are actively talking about her new shows that she's bringing on with Rated Oz Radio. She interviews some of Australia's finest actors, musicians, uh, people involved in the arts. She loves also to do interviews with people from around the world. So we'll see what this season of Rated Oz Radio uh, brings our way. But without further ado, as I love to say, it's now time to welcome one of my most favorite people and favorite shoulders to cry on ever in this world. It's Ms. Rebecca Fisk. Rebecca, welcome back to Rated G Radio. How are you? I'm doing great, Garrett. Thanks for having me. And you are also Yay. one of my favorite people, but you, you know that. You know that. Well, yeah. We're, we're, I think, the president of each other's fan club at this point. 
Yeah, I think so. I think so. Mm-hmm. So when we last spoke on air, it's been since spring as we took the summer off. And then I had a meltdown over the summer, which we're going to get into in a second. And then you shared with me a meltdown. Well, you didn't really have a meltdown, though, but you had a similar technological challenge that's been taking you for years. That you also just successfully resolved in really the blink of an eye. Who wants to go first? Yes. So before we start talking about all the woe me trail of tears, technology challenges, is there, what has been going on in your world? I mean, let's, we need to catch the listeners up. Well, okay, so first of all, let me just ask you if you can hear me really clearly because I think one of my you sound uh, great. phone cords. I sound great. Okay, awesome. I have an awesome headset on that was given to me by my kid. <laughs> um, but the connector cord seems to be a little challenged, so sometimes you kind of cut in and out, but I'm still hearing enough to know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, well, every third syllable is really what you want to pay attention to because that gives you the secret Morse code version. <laughs> Yeah, but remember, okay, I'm not really, but I'll just jokingly say I'm telepathic, so I would know anyway, Garrett, at least with you. Right, okay, there you go. Okay, fine. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay, let's see, what else has been going on with me? And that's right, we haven't spoken in a while. Uh, Well, Mm -hmm. I'm still... I'm still working the shoulder. I don't have quite full range of motion yet, but I have been cleared to golf since I last spoke to you. And what? Uh, I, I, yeah, I can golf, although I have to use, um, you know, like irons seven and up. Uh, I did try a hybrid at the driving range the other day, but uh, the physical therapist is like, no, you may not use a driver yet. So I don't have full range of motion, but he's, it's, you know, that's the one thing he says. And then the other thing he says, well, just use it as normally as possible. I'm like, okay, so I'm supposed to use it as normally as possible, but, I, but with limitations, but he's not really going to get more specific about what those limitations are. So okay. I'm allowed to lift weights to do um, bicep curls and tricep moves, um, five pounds, but I can't do more than that. So I'm not carrying cases of water or anything fun like that yet, um, but I'm getting better. So I'm still getting better all the time. I'm being more patient with myself and I'm reminding myself that um, the experts have all said to allow 12 to 18 months for a complete recovery. So I'm doing great. And uh, most of the time, I feel pretty normal in my hands. In fact, I can snap again. Oh, which is huge. the world <laughs> needs to watch out. If Rebecca's snapping her fingers, <laughs> we know that. Come on, minions. Come on, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. That's right. That's right. Hurry it up. Uh, okay, yeah. get those cases of water up the stairs. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah, so there's there's more progress happening all the time, and I'm just kind of watching the the healing as it's happening. It's it's a really interesting journey because, uh, you know, I'll remind the listeners that so I, I fell and I dislocated the humerus bone. So the humerus is supposed to sit right underneath the clavicle, and mine was about an inch to an inch and a half below it. <laughs> so I did that. I broke the humerus in two places. And I just, or uh, yeah, I detached the tendon. So the thing with the feeling in my fingers and getting the fingers to all function normally and um, and feel normal again has been a slow progression. And so now um, they're feeling pretty. My fingers are pretty, feeling pretty normal. 
but uh, it's a it's a it's a work in progress. So uh, I learned so much from breaking my shoulder, and uh, I feel like it really helped me grow as a person and in my spirituality, and in my trust of everything. So, um, you know, lots of blessings. And then also uh, my ex-husband had to drive our kiddo to and from school every day for a month and take care of, like, picking up groceries and doing all of these things that uh, that I've been doing all these years. And I can honestly say, you know, he's a really good guy. Let me just preface that. I, I, I really like this person. He's a wonderful human being. Um, didn't work in our marriage. We have completely different lifestyles, but I really love him as a human being. He's a really great person. And so it was really nice for him to have to do some of the things that I've been doing that he really did take for granted. And I can honestly say he has a new appreciation for me and just how much it takes to, to be the primary caregiver of a kiddo and be responsible for getting them to and from school every day, every week, you know, all the time. Um, and so there were so many blessings in the shoulder thing. It really surprised me. Um, but I feel like my life is better because all of that happened. Well, I'm glad that you always take the high road because, you know, I take the opposite <laughs> side when it's time to go. <laughs> so out of everything that's happened in the last year while this has been going on, what's the one thing that you've enjoyed most about being able to do again? Oh, gosh. Um, well, okay, so the very top of my list, and this sounds really simplistic, but I'm going to just, you know, driving. Being mm -hmm. able, okay, so let me back up. So I was on pain meds, which made me feel a little loopy, I got to say. And I live upstairs. If you want to come over and visit me, you have to walk up the stairs outside to knock on my front door. And I didn't feel safe enough in my body to navigate going up and down the stairs while I was on pain meds. So it wasn't just that I was, you know, had to wait two weeks and then had surgery. And then those next eight weeks I was in an immobilizer and couldn't go anywhere or do anything. Uh, but then it was also navigating the stairs. And so it was probably close to four months before I actually got out. And I don't know how long it was before I was driving. It might have, that might have been about the time. I can't remember exactly now. But I would say driving because for me, driving is freedom. Mm -hmm. So that's oh, the number wow. one biggest thing. Yeah, which every, you know, you know, we kind of take it for granted. Yeah, absolutely. You think it's, no, it's not yeah. a big deal. I could get by until you can't. Yeah, well, well, you know, and yeah, there's other ways we can get around. I mean, and then also, you know, the top three probably for me was driving, number one. Uh, the second one was exercising. Mm -hmm. Because before I fell, I was walking 14 miles a week. And that went to nothing <laughs> for several months. So I'm back to walking again. And granted, I was working out at the gym, but, um, you know, that'll come back. And it's just, it's a little bit slow going. Um, and then golfing, because I do love golfing. Oh, and then I'm drumming now, too. I do jumbe drumming. And, oh, my gosh, I love it. It's, like, meditative for me. So, Is there anything you don't do? I'm always amazed about, like, I didn't know you liked to play golf, and I've known you for how long? Ever. <laughs> well, it's, you know, it was, I'm trying to think. I, I took up golf in 2019. Okay. And actually, before I fell, well, and you know, I mean, you and I hang out, but we don't go, we don't go golfing. We talk about other things that are 
you know, maybe more meaningful, frankly. Um, more meaningful I love than Tiger Woods and Jack Nicholas and <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, I, Rebecca, I, I, where are I, I your know priorities? I watch, where, where is my audience? Um, it's it's I like being out on the greens, you know, I like being out on the grass yeah. and it's yeah. a very Zen thing. Now there are a lot of people who are super frustrated. Like I'll go out to the driving range and it's I, I find it um calming to go and I'm super happy if I hit the ball. Like if I just hit the ball, I'm happy. Whereas, you know, like the next person will will be super frustrated because the ball didn't go where they wanted to or it didn't land exactly where they wanted it to or it didn't go up in the air enough or whatever. And, you know, if I, if I hit the ball or I miss it, because I still miss it often, um, I laugh. And then, you know, and somebody will turn to me and they're like, oh, it's so frustrating, isn't it? And I'm like, nope, I'm just happy if I hit the ball. And that's truly my attitude about it. So, I enjoy it. And, you know, and I feel like you learn a lot about about God's sense of humor because the last time I golfed, um, I got par, which is like, okay, you're supposed to be able to get the ball in the hole in three shots, right? So if you get the hole, if you get the ball in the hole in three shots, you're par. So I was super excited because I'm just barely back to golfing and I got par on one of the holes. And, uh, so I'm super excited and super happy, and I go to the next hole, and, you know, I'm probably about six shots in, and I just start laughing because it's like, okay, like I'm not even going to get the, the ball in the hole in like eight shots. So mm-hmm. to me, that's like the golf course going, uh-huh, yeah, see, yeah, you just did par, but, you know, just let's not let that go to your head. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh. you know, don't take yourself too seriously and don't be too full of yourself because, you know, it's, it's, it, it, so it's, it, life is a comedy. Yes, it's also a tragedy, but it really is a comedy. <laughs> anyway, let's see. Okay, so you asked me what, what I've been doing. So um, I'm still doing this certification program. So for those of you who tuned in last time I was uh, on the show with Garrett, uh, I'm doing a love, sex, and relationship coaching certification program, which is really intense, but I absolutely love it. And it's really helped me grow and heal in ways that I had no clue. And um, it's really helped me become more present and joyful in my life and really to not take things so seriously and to remember that, you know, whatever's happening in this moment, in the next moment, you have a choice about how you want to move forward from whatever it is. So it's really given me a greater sense of my own purpose and being present in my own body and grounded on the journey and reminded me to live in joy. So that's been really good. How's it with uh, the kid going back to school? Uh, Kiddo's doing okay. Uh, Thriving, you know, intellectually, uh, ended last semester with a 4.82. Wants to go to Stanford, so I think probably on track for that. Um, But some frustrations. Um, You know, my kid's at a small high school, so there aren't a lot of options for electives and stuff and didn't quite get the schedule that was hoped for. And uh, so, you know, just trying to take it a day at a time because, unfortunately, in this case, there's a lot of uh, being underwhelmed (laughs) by what's being presented for curriculum, even though the classes are all honors and AP classes. So it's just that my kid is super, super smart and likes to learn for entertainment. And so, you know, there's a lot of encouragement to to go online and, and, you know, do some independent studying. So that's what that's what my kiddo does. So but otherwise, is, doing well. 
is it possible for your kid to take like uh, maybe like an online college course or something like that that would be more of a challenge in their spare time? Absolutely, and that's something that will probably be on the on the agenda for next semester. We thought it was going to happen for this semester, and, and things didn't quite come together for that. So I'm not concerned about moving forward, you know, next semester and onward, but right now it's like how do we fill in the gaps for the moment? And then it's like, okay, well, wait a minute. You can actually study for the SAT. So, you know, we're, we're just kind of trying to get things to fall into place. And granted, you know, school's only been back for about a month, so, you know, it's okay. We'll, we'll manage. It's okay. Well, and the SATs are going to be here before you know it anyway. Absolutely. Absolutely. (sighs) I I am so glad. Well, I, you know, I'm kind of okay. So talking about certifications, now mine is not as detailed as yours, but I will tell you I probably will find this um, as enjoyable but in a completely different way. I have recently completed uh, level one and level two sound healing uh, certifications, and I'm signed up for an expert class. I guess that's like the master's class starting in November. And it's taught me a lot about, um, uh, you know, sound healings using singing bowls, you know, the giant big round white or mm-hmm. colored uh, bowls, um, tuning forks, and also singing crystal pyramids. So I'm now certified oh. as an instructor or healer or whatever. I have to go look at the certificate. But I took a bunch of courses and learned gobs and gobs and gobs. So, of course, I'm going to use all this technical language like the bowl with the, with the stick and the fork with the other <laughs> stick. <laughs> okay. But it has been the most fascinating journey, at least, you know, I think one of the things that I was talking to somebody I work with in my day, J-O-B today, is that, you know, sometimes we hear messages throughout the course of our life, and it's the same message over and over and over, and it never sinks in. And then you just change the name of whatever it is, and all of a sudden, oh, it makes sense. Why isn't everybody doing this? So (laughs) case in point, one of the sound... Um, I, I guess you call them segments or courses or, you know, it's one of the things in the thing. I'm, so I watched this Japanese documentary. It looks like it's shot in like 1970, but it says it's from the 90s. I don't know about that. But the long and short of it had to do with um, the sound that comes out and the ability for water to respond to it. So this mm-hmm. Japanese documentary, the documentary is only like 25 minutes long, so it's not like it's all day. But they, this uh, scientist in Japan figured out that there is some water that does not form crystals. And so he set out to oh. figure out why this is going on. Well, it turns out this water is you know, polluted. And so it has so many chemicals and things in it that it is unable, unable to form crystals when you freeze it. So he said, well, this is interesting. So how come other water does crystallize and this doesn't? So he went and did, um, you know, various water sampling in other parts of Japan. Now, the water that did not crystallize was in, and I'm totally going to get it wrong. So just pretend this example is right. Tokyo Bay. It was not Tokyo Bay, but I don't know. But since we don't live in Japan, it was Tokyo Bay. So took the water off Tokyo Bay. The water doesn't crystallize. Goes into the the mountain regions of Japan, takes you know purified water from the 
water falls and goes and puts that in the freezer and the water crystallizes. And so he starts doing all of these sound tests about um, what happens to the effects of water when it's crystallized or crystallizing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they started out doing, you know, the same polluted water. Could you get the polluted water to freeze with, you know, no, it can't do that. So then they started doing it with sound. And if they played certain classical music, the water would crystallize one way or the other, but the water would always crystallize. And then they wow. went and said, well, I wonder what would happen if we used other sound elements in this experiment. And so the thing that I thought was fascinating, and so this is where I'm at home trying to do this, because, you know, outside of work where I'm paid to be nice, I love to swear like a sailor and just use (laughs) horrible language pretty much in every sentence that I possibly can, because it's fun. So in this example, they brought these, I don't know, four or five Japanese families together with samples of water. One sample was just set off off in the corner. Nobody paid any attention to the water. And then there was a sampling of water that was surrounded by these families. And these families, with their eyes open, uh, would say things like, I love you, water. Water, you're fantastic. Um, boy, I appreciate you, water. You know, you know, affirmations, right? And then they closed their eyes and then they said, you know, uh, like they were praying. And this is where I'm going to get back to in a second. I love you, water, water, you're great, all the cool stuff. So then they put the water that was ignored in the freezer, and then they put the water that was given the love, the verbal love, in the freezer also. Guess which water crystallized? It was the water that was given the affirmation of, I love you, water, water, you're great, water, you're healing, we love you, water. Okay, The water that was ignored, nothing happened to it. And I thought that was interesting. And then they said, well, let's take it one step farther. Maybe it doesn't necessarily have to be audible. What if it's written? And so in different vials of water, they would put like, I hate you, or I love you, or you're great, or you are terrible, or, you know, that type of thing. So you have two sets, you know, the negative set and the positive set. Mm -hmm. The negative set could not crystallize. And yet the water that was labeled with love, happy, joy, all of those samples of water crystallized. The most beautiful crystals ever. You can go look it up. It's a oh, yeah. documentary on YouTube, the whole thing. Uh-huh. And so yeah, yeah. I came away from that going, oh, okay, this is interesting. So if I put an intention behind my words, the energy of that is applied to the situation. So whether it's, Mm -hmm. you know, saying I'm grateful for the water that I'm drinking tonight because it's going to nourish me. It's going to give me all the hydration I need. It's going to keep me healthy. That's great. You know what some people call that? Praying. You know, Uh when I would sit down at dinner with my parents growing up, we'd always pray before dinner. And I was like, why are we doing this? This is the dumbest thing ever. Okay. I've always thought prayer was stupid. Always. And I'm blonde Jesus. Okay. So here I am. <laughs> I know the irony is not lost on me, Rebecca, at all. So here I am watching I, I this documentary yeah. in Japanese about uh-huh. telling water that you love it or writing I love you on your water bottle or, you know, whatever. And then just watching the intention shape and shift your world. I said, well, this, this mm-hmm. sounds like fun. 
So of course, on my little um, you know, label maker thing, so I printed out you know all these things like happy, joy, love, wealthy, healthy, abundant, you know, positive affirmations, and I've slapped it on the dogs, um, dogs bowls. I've slapped it on my refillable water pitcher in the fridge. I've slapped it on the one bowl I eat out of. I've slapped it on my coffee mug. I put it on my isogenic shake mug for my meal replacement shake I have in the morning. And, you know, and I thought, well, this is just the, you know, the craziest thing. But I said, but I'm, I'm, I'm all in it. And so for all the years that my parents wanted to pray for dinner, that I did not get that energetically what you're doing is blessing your food. Okay. Or you're asking for blessings to come to your food. And I'm going to be honest with you, Rebecca, there's this lady that I know who might be my co-host tonight that always does a similar type of thing every time we go out to open sesame and, and you just, you know, put your hands over the, the food and you, you know, close your eyes, you, you have a moment and then you enjoy your meal. And I've always thought that was a little weird. I mean, I love you, Rebecca, but I've always thought it was a little weird. <laughs> I love you too. I, I am and, weird. It's okay. Yeah, but it's it, but it, it weird in the best way. And so Thank I, you. I'm watching well, I this like Japanese. My weird. I'm good. I know you've got a good weird going on. So I'm watching this Japanese thing going, okay, I totally get it. I'm on board with this. And then I watched a, a TED talk on sound and the vibration that happens when you apply it to sand. So they used all of these mm-hmm. high different radio frequencies that come from the universe, the different hertz and frequencies. And if you, you know, use this particular frequency, the sand goes into this um, mandelic pattern. And if you play this other frequency, it does this other beautiful pattern. But if you do something else, it has no pattern at all because that's like a hateful thing. And I keep going, this is, <laughs> I, I get this. So, of course, mm-hmm. I'm in the sound healing certification program. And the light bulbs are just going up like there's no tomorrow. So um, I'm trying to say the F word a few thousand times less per day than I'm used to saying. And the restraint is um, all I can take. But I am telling you, I am really trying to swear a lot less. And instead of saying F you to everybody that, you know, I think never needs to be on the road ever again, I'm going like, bless you, bless you, (laughs) bless you. And I'm trying to mean it. Um, So I'm proud of you. I'm really proud of you. Yeah, thanks. Because it's it t- some days it takes every ounce of effort I have not to want to like scream at these people and give them a one-fingered wave. Um, but I'm trying to be better, and I'm absolutely not perfect, and I n- probably never will be, or and will not claim to be. But I will tell you, this whole sound certification and sound healing program has been just hugely eye-opening. And so one of the things that I've done this year, I've been very frugal with my money, and. Um, for historically, Rebecca will know that it's like, oh, I, if I'm going to go buy one, I might as well buy 10 because at some point I'll probably need nine more. And so this has been the year it's like, <laughs> I don't even need one. I can get by without that. So I'm going to, you know, so I have actually bought a set of singing bowls. And then this last oh, week wow. I bought okay, good. two sets of tuning forks. One is a Solfeggio nice. tuning fork uh, series, and it's a total of nine forks. And I bought a Chakra tuning fork series now and you'll say well why do you need all these tuning forks they all have different frequencies oh no that's okay they all have absolutely absolutely and every tone does something different i totally get it see you get it now because i'm still new at this um i actually laminated a sheet front and back on what the solfeggio tuning forks hertz do and then on the back what the chakra hertz does and all of this so it has been um 
so super cool because the tuning forks, I thought were going to be completely different as far as tone and how this all works, but um, super cool. And I even bought a, a padded lunch bag to put all of the tuning forks in. So I can now carry them around and I have a little top pouch where I've got some essential oil blends that I've put together along with some um, chakra stones. So that way if I want to put the tuning fork on a part of the body that, you know, we're treating or, and we, you know, we always say we're not a doctor and I'm not a, you know, not a doctor, go see your doctor, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but, yeah. you know, it, it's like now the complete set. So I've got my lunch, little carrying case for that. So I'm so excited. And then tomorrow, oh, Rebecca, it just gets better. So this is the last splurge of the year for me. I am going to Ikea and I've already prepaid and I bought a 12 section bookcase. And like, you know, 12 wow. boxes. So I can put all of my singing bowls and my tuning forks and my other, you know, doodads that go with that in the entry area because I have no other place in the house for it. Um, and because yeah. I was content on leaving my singing, singing bowls in their containers. And then in my training, it said, oh, the singing bowls, they like to be out in the open air. Don't, open. don't keep them uh -huh. in a container. And I went, right. But it's so much more compact if I just leave them in the case. And throughout the series, she kept going, nope, your, your sound bowls need to be out in the open. They need to be able to breathe. So I'm going to make sure my singing bowls can breathe. And so um, I'm picking that up tomorrow after work. I was going to go tonight, but I was like, I can't miss the show. So we're going to go to IKEA. No, you can't miss the up. show. But I know, you can't miss it. Anyway, so that's I'm what's excited. been kind of going on with photos. me. I'm excited. I want to see photos. That's yeah, awesome. Well, and I here's, want to see well, you know what? Actually, no, no, I'm coming over because I want to visit my, well, here, my uh, nieces you can, and nephews. You, you can do that for sure. <laughs> but I will tell you that one of the things that I, cause I wanted to bring this up to you because I know that I was very excited to share this news with you. But also in the certification program, they say that anybody that has metal screws and metal plates or a pacemaker, um, do not have them participate in a sound bath or using the tuning forks because it can um, – offset the you know especially if you have a pacemaker because of the frequencies and things like that that can oh, yeah. get that out of whack so please yeah. don't do that and if you've got you know screws in your shoulder from maybe you know your shoulder getting broken or something like that um you probably should not be doing that either because that that the vibration can do weird things with the metal and da 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 da, da. oh yeah so, absolutely yeah. No, good to know mm -hmm. Yeah. I did not know that, so thank you. I didn't either, because I'm going, okay, everybody with a screw loose, come here. Now I'm like, oh, if you've got a screw loose, <laughs> don't come over here. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of new. Should we talk about our telecommunication um, adventures over the summer? And, well, yours is like much longer. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, mine Rebecca, just took longer, but it's okay. let's, let's start with your longer version, because mine, I just wanted to cry. I know you did. I'm so sorry. I just was frustrated. I was like, well, what am I going to do, you know? Um, well, I'll give, also give the condensed version anyway. Sure. So I have a business phone from the Bay Area, which is where my second office location is, has been for, wow, a long time, uh, like 10 years. And... Um, I noticed from the very beginning with that phone number that I had issues with not ever receiving envelope information, voicemail not showing up for hours or days. And I have no clue why. I didn't have the issue with any of the other phones, but I always have the issue with this. And it was something in the system. It was not the device. 
So, you know, I've changed the device a couple of times, and then the most recent device I had, I kind of just went, okay, whatever. Uh, I had called several times, and this has probably been going on for at least five years now, where I would call and say, look, can you just forward the phone number to my phone? No, you actually have to log into the original device, and you have to do the star 72 or whatever that is to forward the calls. So I kept getting that from them. And, you know, a part of it, I have to take ownership of the part of me that was lazy, that didn't want to call every single day and check my voicemail every single day, especially since I would call and check the voicemail, and I never knew when people actually called because I never got the envelope information. I have no idea why, but okay, whatever. And um, so anyway, yesterday, well, no, night before last, I'm trying to watch TV and we have, the, we, have the, we have YouTube TV and we use the Shield, which is the Google device, basically. It's kind of like a fire stick, but it's Google's version. It's called Shield. And the remote died a bit ago. So my teenage, you know, tech wizard said, oh, here, Mom, it's okay. Let me just install the remote app, uh, Google TV app on your phone, and you can just use that. Okay. So I've been using that. Fine, no problem. I can. <laughs> yes, we control a lot of things in my house by phones <laughs> around here, and so I've been using this TV remote app on my phone for months. So night before last, I'm watching, and I keep getting bumped out. So it's like, oh, you have to log back in. Okay, I log back in, then I get bumped out, and I get I have to log back in. So finally, it just stops and I can't get access to anything. It's like I don't even have, I don't have anything. So I'm looking and then I realize it's like it's showing on my phone that I'm supposed to be hooked up to Wi-Fi, but I've noticed, oh, I haven't actually received any emails for quite a while. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, so I'm knocked out. I'm, I'm, I don't have access to the Internet now. And I'm like, okay, well, it's not a big deal. It's evening. I'm going to go to bed. It's not a big deal. If it's, you know, if I, I'm finding an issue tomorrow, I'll call or, you know, whatever. But I'm not thinking about it because the reality is I don't need to watch TV all the time. My kiddo isn't here. So it's not a big deal. Well, yesterday morning I wake up and I'm kind of going, oh, it's such a chill morning. I like this. I'm just doing stuff around the house that I need to get done and kind of taking care of some, some things for myself. And at about 1 o'clock in the afternoon, I get a, a, an, an email. Like it's like this, you know, it's like you have a new email. And normally I get the notifications of emails, and I'm not really thinking about it because I don't know why I wasn't thinking about it. I hadn't been getting email notifications. So I get an email notification that a response is required from the payment system that I use and, you know, so I click on it and it's somebody who is asking for a refund because they booked a session with me and I was a no-show. Well, yeah, I was a no-show because I never got the notification through my email that they had booked the session oh. and because I've had the screwy issues with the voicemail on my business phone, they weren't able to get in touch with me. <laughs> So I was like, darn it. So I, you know, as soon as that came through, it's like, then I checked everything and it's like, okay, no, I am back online. So I immediately called the client and then also sent a text message and apologized and just said, I'm so sorry. You know, I didn't know I didn't get the email and all of this and I can book another time if you'd like. And they said, no, that's okay. You know, I just really would like to have my money back. And I said, okay, no problem. So, so Garrett, I've been doing this work for over 30 years. Mm -hmm. It's the first 
time ever mm-hmm. that I have missed a booking like this ever mm-hmm. in over ever. 30 years. Mm-hmm. And of course, it's somebody who doesn't know me. Right. And so I just explained everything and they, you know, they could tell I was very nice and very responsive. And I, you know, I made sure that the refund was issued right away and I felt bad about it. But, you know, it was interesting in the past. I would have been like, oh, my gosh, I, uh, you know, I would have had a reaction. And this time I was like, oh, you know what? You need to pay more attention to this. Like, let's see how we can do this differently moving forward. And that really was the way that I was looking at this. Like, okay, I'm really bummed. I'm sorry for the client because I know how it is when you're like, oh, I booked this and I'm looking forward to it and this is going to be awesome. And then it's like, oh, I feel like I just was completely abandoned, right? That person mm-hmm. didn't show up. And mm-hmm. so I was feeling a lot of compassion for my client. Um, but anyway, I finally called Verizon back and I said, look, I've asked you guys, I don't know how many times over the years, if there's a way for you to forward my phone number, the business phone number, to my personal cell phone without me having the device in my hand. Because at this point, it's, an obsolete, it's, it's basically obsolete. If I can mm-hmm. charge it, the charge lasts for maybe two hours. And at this point, I can't even find the charger anymore because it's, I kind of went into the why bother mode with this. And mm-hmm. yes, again, I could have been more proactive and done something about it before. But the reality is I have other stuff that's more important than what kind of device I'm using. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Seriously. So I call and I say, look, I've asked you guys several times. You've always told me that, no, you have to have the device so you can do the Star 72 or whatever the programming is to forward the calls. We can't do it without the, you know, so I'm explaining to her that I've called you guys many times. Is there anything you can do? And she's like, oh, actually, yes, I think there is. Give me just a minute. She's like, I haven't done this before, but let me try. Alea, what a beautiful name. And, oh, my gosh, she was so helpful. So she goes in and she's like, yes, I can do this for you. So she said, but we have to verify, you know, your first five Mm -hmm. born Mm -hmm. children and Mm -hmm. your great-grandmother's second born and, like, you know, all of that, right? Mm -hmm. You have to go through and do all of the verification thing and you have to do this and this and this. I don't know how many questions I answered. But anyway, she was finally able to forward my calls. Yay! And I I'm so happy. I, I told her, I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm glad you're on the phone because I'd probably be hugging and kissing you and be like, oh, my gosh, who is this weirdo? Get her off of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I was so happy because this has been an issue for years. Oh, no, we can't help you. Oh, no, we can't help you. Oh, no, we can't help you. It's like, well, thank you, God, that this time I get to have help. And I'm so grateful that technology keeps improving because this is something that is making my life so much easier. And yes, I know I'm going to get the spam calls from my business and all of that, but I am never going to have to go through the thing where I don't know that a client is trying to get a hold of me and they can't reach me. There's no way for them to because I can't get the emails either, right? So if my emails go down, or I should say email, right? Email is plural and singular. If my email goes down, they can still reach me. So, um, yeah, I'm super happy now. And it's like, what a simple thing. It's such a simple thing, and it makes my life so much easier. Mm-hmm. So, and, again, you know, the other bigger lesson is my, my work is in transition, and I'm going to be rebranding, not, not really in a big way. I'm just going to be sticking mostly with I am Rebecca, right, because that mm-hmm. will, will encompass the psychic medium work and it will encompass the coaching work. Um, mm-hmm. I'll be starting some programs under another domain name called livingecstatically.com. And, um, my, you know, it's like I need to pay a little more attention. I need to invest a little more loving energy into my business so we can love me back.
that's what the lesson was. Yay. I'm so happy. Yay. All right. So I'm sitting down, and I'm going to relive this whole thing holding your hand. So go ahead. Well, with your no. I, okay. So <laughs> I'm going to make this super short. Um, you know, okay. for the, the longest time, I have not had a telephone. And everybody says, how can you do that? And I said, well, it was really easy because you just port your number to Google and Google Voice for free. You can make calls off your computer or iPad or whatever. And you don't have a phone bill. So it's worked brilliantly for like eight years. And everybody says, well, how do you live without a phone? And it's like, I hate talking on the phone. So it's, it's a great thing. I still kept my fancy phone number. But at the same breath, um, I don't have to carry around a phone. I'm not one of those people that go out to lunch and then like, hi, I haven't seen you for six months. And you spend the entire lunch on your phone ignoring me. So I'm not that person. And something happened in June where the power went out at my house. And very, the very short version of this is I get home and everything is blanking. And so I turn my computer back on. And for some reason, I need to sign back into my Google account. Well, you know, me being the brainiac that I am, um, I said, oh, well, this would be a good time to change the password because I changed it on my other Google account recently. So this way, you know, they can match. Here's where I totally screwed up. When I changed my password, which I did not need to do, I was just trying to be a good, you know, corporate citizen here. It wanted to then double authenticate my account to the account that I was trying to change the password to and the phone number that it was attached to. Guess what can't happen? I can't access either. So in a matter of seconds, um, my entire life, and it sounds silly to say this, but, you know, we're talking about the technology here, but my entire life was stolen from me by Google. Now, here's the thing. I can tell you my blood type. I can tell you the last four of my social of any credit card I have, my date of birth, my mother's maiden name, my dad's middle name, what town everybody grew up in. You know, again, just like Rebecca said, my 14th cousin separated at birth by King Arthur in the 14th century and, the, you know, got it all. Okay. But Google will not talk to you. So unlike Verizon or any other company out there, if you have a problem, if you can't fix it on your own, they say, well, Time for a new account. And so my entire life was stolen from me by Google. My fancy phone number that was tied to every single account, from my retirement account to my work accounts to my professional relationships. Um, guess what nobody will do to help you if you don't have access to that number? They won't help you. Um, all of And so, and I dove head first on the Google Drive. I'd stored all of my new books. I've stored all of my songs. I've stored, you know, everything, passwords, you know, Google Keep, the whole thing. Can't access any of it because I can't access my account. So, um, but I just knew that I knew that I knew that I was going to get my account back. And so every day for better part of what, three months, I would go on, try to sign into my account. Couldn't do it, couldn't do it, couldn't do it. And I tried everything. And Google is very proud of the fact that they do not have telephone support for you. So if you ever get into this situation, you, you call me because the only thing I'm going to do is light a candle and say prayers for you. Talk about the power of intention earlier. I will be sending you good thoughts and prayers. And I'll mean it too. Um, and then one day out of the blue, about, I don't know, about a month and a half ago, Google sent me a note. And they said, oh, within 48 hours, we're going to give you your account back. 
I don't know how in the world this happened other than I absolutely had every ounce of my faith was absolutely convinced that I'm going to get my number back. And, but you know, you don't believe it until you see it type of a thing. So the number comes back to me on a Sunday, five minutes before I go to work. So I just, you know, five minutes before I go to work on Sunday, I verify that I can access the account. I now have access to my number. I have access to all my stuff and I can't stop crying because, you know, I was say, you know, it'd be like if you could, couldn't see your child, I mean, you could see your child through a glass door or a glass window, but you couldn't ever talk to them or touch them or communicate with them, but you could see them and they could see you, but you know, that's all as far mm-hmm. as it would go. How would you react? That's the only equivalent that I can gauge. And I know that that really discounts the role that, you know, parents have or a loved one has or anything. And I'm, I don't mean to do that, but I could see my account. I could see where my information was, but I couldn't touch it, couldn't have it. And so I went to work and, you know, I get into work and my boss is there and I have some coworkers there and they're like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I got my exam back. And I think they thought I'd, you know, they're like, just let it out. Let's find that, you know, this is great. You're stressed. And so I spent the entire day Sunday at work crying because I, I physically could not stop crying because it, it, it was just like, okay, my stolen property has been given back to me. On a silver platter, they didn't have to do this. I have no idea what happened. I don't know, and because I, I mean, I talked to, I talked to my Congress people. You think I'm kidding? I did. I've talked to lawyers. I've talked to everybody, and everyone. As soon as I described the situation, uh, oh, you're screwed. So I don't know mm-hmm. what happened out there in the universe, but God, um, Creator, Universe, whoever, Archangel Michael. All I can do is tell you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, because. Um, the second that that came back, I got, I got rid of that, you know, horrible way that they wanted to verify stuff. I've backed up everything I've put, you know, blah, 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 blah. And Rebecca, you were the friend that I called upon when I was able to go and port the number away and go to the phone store and get that scored away. And the entire day I was like, I, you know, I, I don't know, I, you know, cause I should be able to do this. I followed all the directions, but you know, you da, 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 da. And you kept saying, you don't have to worry. You're going to get exactly what you want. And every time I'd start to turn blue because, you know, I'd be hyperventilating or stop breathing altogether. She'd go like, take a breath. You're going to get exactly what you want. And it took an hour (laughs) or two at the phone store. And guess what happened? I got exactly what I wanted. And so I am forever grateful to the fantastic people at AT AT&T. I think it was Levi there that helped me in Long Beach on 2nd Street. Thank you very much. Uh, But it's... Rebecca, it was a, a testament to not only your friendship, but your belief also very strongly that I was going to get exactly what I wanted. And that was my information back, my account back, and that. So that was my summer where I had to, you know, not have any of that, but just having the faith that, that was going to come back. So my faith has grown a lot over the course of this summer. And so it was interesting because in addition to the sound healing certifications, I've also become a meditation, a certified meditation teacher and going through all of this, it's, it's like, okay, why am I learning this lesson? Now, I'm not sure why all of the yucky phone stuff was happening, but there is a reason everything else is going on because it's brought me to this point in life. I wish I had the crystal ball. Now I do have a crystal ball sitting on my desk. I don't know how to use it, but it, I do have one because it's very cool. Um, <laughs> And I look at it and I light a candle under it and it lights up and it's very, very cool. 
But um, I don't really know what the global lesson is other than to express gratitude every single day for all of the great things that happen in your life. So I go to bed being grateful. I wake up being grateful. I try to say grateful things throughout the course of my day. And at the end of the day, I'm no longer in this because for a long while I was. So that was my little story. Mm-hmm. Well, and I'm Fun so glad summer. you called me. I am so glad I called you too. And the funny thing was, you know, I I planned to do this whole thing and the store that I was going to go to closed. And I'm like, I don't even know where to go now. And um, it it just hit me at like at six in the morning. It says, you need to call Rebecca. You need to call Rebecca. You need to call Rebecca. And so I had typed up this whole long thing to Rebecca on a text, but it's like, oh, I don't dare send it to her. I know she's up early, but I don't. So I think I waited until like seven o'clock on the nose or it was eight o'clock on the nose, something like that. And I hit send. But I had the message typed out like an hour and a half before. And she says, oh, of course, I can totally do this with you. Yeah, I'd be like, thank you, because I just need somebody to like hold my hand. And that, and that was you. So as always, I thank you for that. But um, yeah, so it's been a, just it's been an interesting summer. I really had different plans for the summer and, um, you know, different things. But, you know, stress does uh, stress in this case does a body good. I got down to um, a fantastic goal weight. I look great. Now my my big challenge would be not great. to. I, I can attest yeah. to that. You you look great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and your chest. I can also healthy, attest so. to the fact that there were several times when we were at the AT and T store that he couldn't speak because he was on the brink of tears. It was like it's oh, okay. Yeah. It's okay. It's, it's okay. okay. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> we all anyway. have those moments. We do, we and, but I, I think for me, moments. it's it's uncharacteristic for me to have those moments. And if I do, I certainly don't share them. So that is absolutely true. Yeah. So I'm very grateful to you, Rebecca. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Well, thank you for letting me be there. Well, well, there we go. Mutual admiration society now in session. I'm banging the gavel. So we've got 10 minutes left. (laughs) Um, One of the things that we really haven't talked about, this is not a psychic call in show for everybody who's called in mid show. This is my chance to talk with Rebecca this week. Um, perhaps down the road we'll be doing a show where you'll be able to call in and ask her questions. I will let you know if you go to IamRebecca.com, Rebecca's website will let you book psychic sessions. You can book an appointment on your own. You don't have to share it with me or anybody else, and you can easily um, set up a time that's convenient for you. So, Rebecca, for everybody who is calling tonight and has not had the pleasure of having you be a um, service for them before. Can you tell the listeners a little bit about your history, you know, who you are and, you know, what your clients can expect during a reading? And then again, you know, it's IamRebecca.com. But Rebecca, tell us a little bit about your, the, um, the service that you offer. Well, thank you. I would love to. But I will say, first of all, that I still have a monthly show on the first Wednesday of the month, which is Wednesday, this coming Wednesday, and it's on the Wisdom and Intuition Network. It's 9 a.m. Pacific time. If you would like, if you would like to call in and ask a question, uh, that's an hour show. I do a brief talk and a meditation, and then I take callers' questions. And you can also log in and, and ask a question in the Q and A section of the website. So it is. Um, 
I'll, I'll I will post it on Facebook. If you go to, to I am Rebecca Intuitive Psychic on Facebook, uh, I will be posting uh, the link and the phone number to call in. And again, that is on Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific time. So, um, gosh, okay, so I've been doing this a little over 30 years. Um, people ask me if I always knew I was psychic. And I always say, well, I was a kid at school that everyone says, oh, you're too emotional. You take everything too seriously. And everybody always nods because they either know who that person was or they were that person. And um, so, you know, I always knew I was sensitive, but um, things kind of really started for me when I worked as a police dispatcher. I started dispatching for a police department at 21, and I always knew when people were lying to me on the phone. And I just figured everybody in law enforcement was like that. We all develop our intuition. And um, it took a while before I realized it wasn't everyone with that level of intuition. And so several years later, a psychic actually said to me, you know, you really, you really have strong guidance and you need to start listening to it. And at that point, I had been on a spiritual journey, you know, who am I? Who, why am I here? Who is God? What is my purpose? And I realized the more I got out of my own way, the more information was coming through to me. And I would goof off with my friends, like, oh, I think this is going to happen for you. And they'd call me like six months later and say, remember when you said that? And I'd say, no, did I say that? And they'd say, yeah. And I'd go, okay, whatever. And they'd say, well, it happened. And I'd be like, okay, whatever. Um, and so it kind of grew from that. And, you know, at first it was like, I don't want to do this. You know, I was, I was fighting it, kicking and screaming. Uh, in fact, I don't know anybody who says, oh, I want to grow up and be a psychic. <laughs> um, but I, I just kept surrendering. And I finally gave in and went, okay, God, I, I understand this is what you want me to do. And uh, so I do all kinds of readings. I talk to people who've passed. I do medical, um, you know, love life, career, past lives, you know, all of it. And, um, and I love it. I'm what they, I'm, I'm an intuitive so um, I have the gifts of uh, clairvoyance, clairsentience, and clairaudience, which means I see, which is the primary gift, uh, I hear and I feel, and I'm also very empathic. So often I will be reading for a client, and I will literally feel in my body where they're holding energy or where, where something is touching them, you know, uh, energetically and emotionally. Um, and I love it. I absolutely love my work, and now I'm adding another dimension to all of this to help people heal uh, using somatic healing, breath work, meditation, visualization uh, through this coaching certification program that I'm doing. And uh, it's very intense. It's like being in school full time, and um, I absolutely love it. So I just feel incredibly blessed to know what I'm supposed to be doing and to get to show up in service and um I'm just deeply, deeply grateful. And so for everybody who would like to book a session, again, it's IamRebecca.com. If you're listening to the show live tonight here on Blog Talk Radio, all you have to do is click Rebecca's name. It will take you directly to her website. If you're listening on Apple's podcast or iHeartRadio, where we're also featured, um, it's IamRebecca.com. And just tell her you heard her here on Rated G Radio and would like to book a reading. So with that, my friends, um, some other kind of cool news that's coming up starting next week, Rebecca, I think I told you, but maybe I haven't. I booked the entire week. I was at a point at work where they said, you're going to start losing vacation hours unless you take them because I love my job so much. I really, truly do. 
and taking time off just it makes my head explode is really what it boils down to. And so my boss <laughs> called me into her office about two months ago and she goes, uh, see this number here? It's going to go over this number. And if it goes over this number, that means you're giving us money back because you're not taking time off that you have earned. And if you want to do that, that's fine. But I would like to encourage you to take some time off, like go. So um, I am taking um, a couple of days off next week. So I don't, use it or lose it or lose it. And, you know, you know, the phrase. And I booked the yeah. time to go back and start recording my next album. So awesome. Brian, I know. So Brian and I have already kind of had a, a pre um, studio time discussion about how we're going to do it. Cause we're going to do things a little differently this time. Historically, at least this is how I have recorded music. I don't know how, like, I always say real musicians. Now, I will tell you, this is going to be my sixth album. So at this point, I should call myself a real singer. But I don't know how real singers do it, but this is how I do it, is that I write a story, which is, you know, the song lyrics, and then I take it to the studio and I say, you know, I want to do a rock and roll song or I want to do a Christmas song or I want to do a whatever. And here's kind of the vibe. And so Brian will sit down and we'll put together a drum beat. Is that fast enough? Is it too slow? Is it too fast? And then he'll put guitar down, then we'll spend the day doing music. And at the end of the day, we're going to do a scratch vocal. So I've got something to sing because until I do that scratch vocal, I've never sung the song before because I don't know how the music is going to go. So that's the process. So people who are given songs and then write lyrics to that, that boggles my mind because it's completely opposite from how I do it. So this time, I want to try to incorporate some of the sound healing in the music, kind of like at a lower vibrational level. And we're going to go in and try to work some magic in how we are presenting music. Um, I'm still up in the other, whether I'm doing another rock album, which I totally want to do, or if it's going to be more of a jazz album. It, right now, it could go either way with the songs that I have, so we'll have to kind of put our heads together on what we want to do. But it is going to be very exciting because nothing makes me happier than being in the studio. Now, I will tell you, most of the time I sit there and do nothing because it's Brian doing all the magic and he is really the true genius of this whole thing. Because at the end of the day, he also makes me sound good. Uh, but I'm very excited to go in and do that. So that's going to be all of next week, Rebecca. And um, I, I can't wait to see what ends up happening and I can't wait for you to hear it. But that's what's also new and exciting. Mm-hmm. Well, I am super yeah. excited, and please give him my love. <laughs> of course. So, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. with that, awesome. um, we're going to have you back next month, of course. Any other big plans for the rest of this month? Yes, actually. I am traveling to a friend's wedding um, the weekend of the 15th. She's actually getting my friend Deanne. Hi, Deanne. Uh, and congrats, and I'm looking forward to hanging with you and watching you marry your Prince Charming. And uh, so she's getting married, so I'm going to Half Moon Bay and then um, celebrating some birthdays this month without too many details. And then uh, going to the mountains with some friends for uh, more birthday celebrations. So, yeah, i got some fun stuff going on this month. I'm super happy and super excited, and uh, I'm kind of hoping that maybe uh, my co-host will – Make some time for a lunch run on I think, the time off. Uh, uh, maybe we could make that happen on the 14th work. on Friday. So I'm just I before you. Okay, so we'll we'll talk we'll talk we'll talk later. And with that, everybody, we're completely <laughs> out of time. And I thank you for tuning in to Rated G Radio. We'll be back on the I think it's the 
17th with brand new co-host Zyler Fuentes, and he'll be talking about his trip to Sweden. With that, everybody, have a great night. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you. You've been listening to Radio. 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 Radio.